a story from when I was still just an elementary school student and my parents went out leaving me and my younger brother alone. We were bored, so we decided to play hide and seek. First, I was the Oni, so I started looking for my brother. I went to my parents' room and started digging through the clothes in their chest of drawers, when suddenly, something grabbed my hand. Thinking I'd found my brother, I grabbed and tried to pull him out. Hurry up and get out here, I said, but no matter how hard I pulled, the hand wouldn't come out. The clothes were in the way, so I couldn't see anything. He also wasn't saying anything, so I started to think something was a little strange. Then my brother appeared behind me. Hey, what are you doing? I had no idea what was going on. I shook off the hand with all my might and ran out of the house as fast as I could. It goes without saying that until my parents came home, I couldn't go back inside the house. Just what the hell was that hand? A thief? Or perhaps... Hey guys, this is your host Tara A. Devlin, and welcome to another episode of Kawabana, true Japanese scary stories from around the internet. Just like the story that opened this week's show, this week is a scary childhood games special. So, my question to you this week is, what scary experience did you have as a child? Now, this isn't an experience from my childhood, but I worked in Japanese schools for many years. I've been in them after dark, and where I lived in Matsue, the buildings were old. Very old. They're the type of buildings that are made of concrete. They're a few stories high and connected with very long, very drafty halls. They're stinking hot in summer and freezing cold in winter. It's easy to see why scary stories and tests of courage are popular amongst the kids there. Which leads us to our first story this week. A group of young friends gather at a school to tell scary stories to each other. But they may not be as alone as they thought. What's going to happen once they finish their final story? Find out in... Have you ever heard of the game called Stairway Ghost Stories? Is there anyone who's ever heard of the game called Stairway Ghost Stories? It won't show up if you try to Google it. It's probably just something we play in my town. But I have a story I'd like to tell you. The first time I heard about this game was in the 6th grade. From the 5th grade, I always hung out with the same three guys. A, B, and C. We were the type of kids who were always noisy in class, and we liked rather refined games. We'd build secret bases, play Kokuri-san, we'd test our metal in the local graveyards and so on. It was the normal stuff that kids anywhere would do. But around halfway through the year, stairway ghost stories started to become really popular. Of course, we were like, Oh, how do you play it? You want to play? Of course I want to play. 
The rules were as follows. From the top landing of the school's stairs, that is, from in front of the door leading to the rooftop, you sit down and tell as many stories as there are stairs leading up, one by one. Each time you tell a story, something will take a step up. By the time that something reaches the top step, something really strange will happen. Now, once you start, you mustn't stop. And until that something reaches the top landing, you mustn't look down. There were a few other rules, but they weren't as important. It was essentially a game that mixed a round of ghost stories with Kokuri-san. In addition to us four guys, a girl named Dee also joined us. Eventually, the game became so popular that the teachers got wind of it and banned it outright. So we decided to play it on a Sunday when no one was around. We gathered at school on the day with two or three ghost stories prepared each. I remember looking for really scary stories that would make the other boys wet their pants, cause I wanted to look cool in front of D. Once everyone was there, we went straight for the stairs. We counted each step on the way up. There were 12 in total. You're not scared, are you? Of course not! We were ready for anything. Dee-chan was also unexpectedly brave. She looked like she could take on anything. We sat down on the dusty landing, made a circle and got ready. I was sitting with my back to the stairs. To be honest, I was a little scared, but I didn't want the others to know so I pretended otherwise. Then we started to play. We started from A, then B, C, myself, and finally D-chan. Including my own, each of the stories we'd prepared were actually somewhat scary. So as we finished a single round, I started to feel chills run up and down my spine. Every now and then one of the guys would poke fun, saying something like, You're scared, aren't you? But eventually we started to lose momentum, and even Dee-chan looked a little worried. Being that it wasn't a school day, the school itself was rather gloomy. Wrapped in an ominous atmosphere, we began round two of our stories. A finished his ghost story. According to the rules, this was now the sixth step. We were entering the final half. I think everyone was thinking the same thing. Something made a noise. We all looked at each other. Not a single one of us said anything. At that moment in time, all I wanted to do was go home. I think the others probably felt the same as well. But, according to the rules, we couldn't stop. So we kept going. We didn't know what might happen if we did stop. B started his story. As he did, the air around us changed. It felt heavy. Like something was closing in on us. No way. 
We need to get out of here. Something horrible is coming, I thought. No, we probably all thought. B finished his story. There was another noise behind me. Only five more steps. What would happen once it reached the top? Nobody was acting tough anymore. Di-chan was nearly in tears. C finished his story. It wasn't just my imagination. I definitely heard something. Something was behind me. A, who was sitting directly in front of me, was desperately looking at the ground. Maybe whatever it was had already appeared, so he was doing his best not to look at it. It was my turn next. I did my best to remember the story I'd prepared and recited it to the group. At that moment, I heard a girl's voice behind me. You noticed me, huh? My breath caught in my throat. Somebody let out a scream. Di-chan started crying. For a moment, we sat there in silence. I wanted to think about what we should do, but my brain wasn't working. There was nothing else we could do. I had to keep going. It was forbidden to stop once you'd started. I couldn't think of anything else. My voice trembled, and I stumbled over my words. But I finished another story. <laughs> Laughter rang out all around us at the same time the stairs creaked. We could hear the girl clapping right behind me. Everyone started crying. Next was Di-chan. She fumbled over her words and took over ten minutes to tell her short story. But I don't think anyone actually heard it. Two more. It was the girl's voice. <laughs> <laughs> I started sweating. She was right behind me. She was so close I could hear the rustling of her clothes. A started telling his story. Just stop it already! C yelled out. Huh? But... A stammered. No, I'm sorry. We can't do that. Sorry, 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 sorry. C suddenly started repeating the word sorry over and over, like he'd gone crazy. His eyes were blank, like he was no longer in there. We had no time to worry about him. Di-chan closed her eyes and covered her ears. Just hurry up and finish already. A began telling another story. C continued to repeat sorry over and over, interrupting A's story. But finally, he finished. One more. <laughs> One more step. 
everyone was praying for the game to finish quickly. Then, B started to talk. Time felt exceedingly slow. Finally, he finished his story. I felt it to my right. It had arrived. We all closed our eyes and covered our ears. Even C fell silent. What was going to happen? Then, in an instant, the atmosphere returned to normal. Huh? I cautiously removed my hands from my ears, opened my eyes, and looked up. Did you have fun? She was there, right before our eyes in the middle of the circle. She was wearing a flower pattern dress with just her ankles peeking out from underneath, holding her hand out towards me. Her head was twice the size of a normal human's, but her entire body was covered in laughing faces. They were packed tightly together, so many of them, all over her body. <laughs> The faces all laughed together. We all got up at the same time and ran. C seemed to have returned from his bout of craziness as well. We ran all the way to the schoolyard before we stopped to catch our breath. What the... what the hell was that? Everyone was crying, and when we remembered what she looked like, we started crying even harder. Look! Dee-chan pointed to the school rooftop. That girl was standing there, waving at us. We took off again, running all the way back to A or B's house, I don't remember which. After that day, we never saw that girl again. We never told anyone about what happened, either. We heard that some kids from other classes also tried playing, but I don't know what happened to them. We decided to never speak about it amongst ourselves ever again, and that was the end of it. But even now, we still don't know where the rumour of the stairway ghost stories originally came from. So this author's experience is very similar to the Hyaku Monogatari Kaidankai a common game which translates to a gathering of 100 supernatural tales. Just like in the story, people sit around and tell ghost tales, one by one, extinguishing a candle each time. When the last story was told and the candle blown out, it is said that spirits would appear. But most people tend to stop at the 99th story, scared of what might appear. There's a bit of a pun in the title of this story, which gets lost in translation, but both stairs and ghost stories in Japanese are the same word, kaidan. So, in the original Japanese, this game is called the kaidan kaidan. Now, this next story features possibly the most famous game in Japanese schools to date. This one's called... Kokkuri-san wasn't finished.
Amongst my female friends, there's this one girl who can apparently see ghosts. I first met her at a university party, welcoming new students, but her outward appearance showed nothing strange. I don't know whether she's just really perceptive or not, but her sixth sense is no joke. When we got lost one time, she suddenly stopped in the middle of the road and said, there's a dead cat somewhere around here. Just for fun, we decided to have a look for it, and behind a vending machine we found the body of a dead cat that had been run over and hidden there. Since when were you able to see ghosts? What started it? One day while we were at a coffee shop, I half-jokingly asked her. At first she avoided the question, but perhaps because I was so insistent, she finally broke and started talking. Don't regret asking, she began. This is her story. When I was in the third grade of elementary school, Kokkuri-san was really popular. At the time, I couldn't see ghosts, so I didn't believe in it. But there was a group of kids in our class that were really into it. The centre of that group was a girl who could sense the supernatural. And each time they played, she said, Kokkuri-san was right! And it happened just like Kokkuri-san said it would! In all honesty, I didn't like her very much. And so, I ended up getting into a fight with this self-proclaimed ghost visionary over it. She exists! She doesn't exist! It was a never-ending argument, but then she said, I'll show you! And I went along with it. Well, I was kinda interested to see whether it really was true or not. Four of us, myself and three members from her group, got together to play Kokkuri-san. We waited for school to finish and then headed for the roof. Apparently it was the best point in the entire school. I kept thinking it was stupid but I helped them set up. We lined up some unused desks. Then, finally, we began. While we called out over and over, Kokkuri-san, Kokkuri-san, please come. The 10 yen coin moved over to yes. Everyone got excited that Kokkuri-san had arrived. Seeing them like that, I thought they just looked stupid. So I joked, Kokkuri-san, Kokkuri-san, please, show us a ghost. The 10 yen coin moved to yes. Then... Everyone took off running. That was it, I said to her. That was a letdown. It's like those scenes where someone loudly bangs on the door and everyone jumps, but in the end it's only a surprise, not a scare. It's totally different to fear. The story itself felt incomplete. Is there more to that story? That can't be all. The ending was weak, I told her honestly. We didn't usually hold things back from each other. 
Even though I went to all the trouble of telling you that story, you give me such harsh words. Asshole. Even as she said it, she was grinning. It looked like that wasn't all after all. I went back there the next day, and the Kokkuri-san set was gone. I guess a teacher found it and cleaned it up. But according to the rules of Kokkuri-san, the people who called her have to finish by passing the coin over the shrine gate, right? We didn't do that. So the game hasn't finished. I got chills. Ten years later, Kokkuri-san was still going. Where did the kids go that called her? So, uh, why didn't you all get together to play Kokkuri-san again? Then you could all go back and everything would be fine. Hmm, there's no way, she said. You see, other than me, everyone else is already dead. There was nothing I could say. She went on, ignoring how I'd been stopped in my tracks. Some of them died in accidents, others suicide. They were all different. In the end, only me, the first one to take my finger off the coin, is still here. So anyway, it's time for me to go. You made me tell an awful story, so this is your treat, hey? See ya. I couldn't say anything. Because of her, it was likely that her classmates died. I pestered her to tell a story she didn't want to remember. I felt awful. I needed to apologize. I looked up, and our gazes locked. She stopped gathering her things and was looking at me. I told you not to, but it looks like you regret it now, huh? I nodded. Before I could say I was sorry, she continued. Okay, well, while you're sorry, another thing. Up until elementary school, I had droopy eyes. She pointed to her eyes and laughed. While I was sitting there dumbfounded, she cheerfully went, Well then, see you later, and left the shop. Kokkuri-san had been continuing for ten years. Her eyes were slanted upwards. Again, there are a few things in this story that get lost in translation. If you've never heard of Kokkuri-san before, it's kind of like a Japanese version of the Ouija board. The spirit that you call forth to answer your questions is called Kokkuri-san, who is said to be an animal spirit, a mixture of a kitsune, dog, and tanuki. The punchline at the end of this story is that the girl who can see ghosts was born with droopy eyes. However, when the author looks at her, he realizes that she has slanted eyes instead. This is a particular characteristic of the kitsune, 
meaning she's been possessed by Kokkuri-san since the game 10 years earlier. Now, our next story is yet another children's classic, although the protagonists involved are a little older. This one's called Hide and Seek Started Out Fun After School. This happened when I was in the second grade of high school. I wasn't in any school clubs at the time, so after school I'd always hang out with five of my good friends. That day it was raining, so the students who didn't have club activities left school quickly. But we were having a good time, so we decided to play hide and seek in the school. Ai-kun lost rock, paper, scissors, and he became the oni. So everyone went their separate ways and hid throughout the school. I'm a coward, and I didn't want to hide alone in some dark place. So I figured I'd go and look for my friend A-chan and hide together with her. I pulled out my phone and asked her where she was. I'm hiding in 2C. I quickly went to 2C and in the corner of the pitch black classroom, I saw A-chan was hiding. It was also dark outside and we couldn't see each other very well. We whispered to each other while we hid. Hide and seek is so fun. Yeah, but it's a little scary. Yeah, like a ghost might appear or something. Although it was dark and I couldn't see very well, A-chan was silent after that and kept looking in my direction. Then suddenly the door burst open and Ai-kun entered the room. Ah! Found two of you! Who is it? No way! Two people hiding in a dark classroom together? How scandalous! Hmm? For a moment, I had no idea what was going on. A-chan, who was supposed to be hiding right beside me, was standing behind Ai-kun. I trembled. My heart was beating with amazing speed. I'm gonna turn the lights on, okay? The classroom lit up in an instant. When I looked sideways, there was nobody there. I was relieved when suddenly I heard from right behind me, I'm right here. I was so scared I flew out of the classroom. I told the others what happened. Turned out that when I called A-chan, she'd already been found. The sound of my phone call was all broken up and she said my voice sounded fuzzy. However, over the top of my voice, she heard something very clearly. Let me play too. So hide and seek, or kakurembo in Japanese, is very popular with Japanese kids. There's also an urban legend about hitori kakurembo, or hide and seek alone. In short, it's a ritual involving a doll that you're supposed to hide from, and if it finds you, it kills you. 
There have been several movies made about it, but I can't say I recommend many of them. Still, if you're interested, the internet of course has instructions on how you can play it yourself. Now, our final story for this week is a regional variation of Kokkuri-san. This one's called Mizu no Mesama. When I was in elementary school, there was a really popular game similar to Kokkuri-san. It was called Mizu no Mesama, and it was just a little different to the regular Kokkuri-san. As for how it was played, first you had to go to a certain drinking fountain on the school grounds and stand in front of the third tap. This was important. Then you close your eyes and say the spell. Mizu no mesama, Mizu no mesama, please, please, show yourself, show yourself, before me, before me. Please appear, please appear. After reciting those words, you touch your left heel and then your right heel. Everyone said the spell a little differently, but what they all had in common was the word Mizu no Mesama and repeating things twice. Then, with your eyes closed, you drink the water. The moment you open your eyes, your body feels light. Even though your feet are planted firmly on the ground, it's like the entire world is floating. Uh, it's probably difficult to understand what I'm saying. Even though you should be standing in front of the water fountain, it's like you sway in all directions and suddenly... Even though you're not walking, it's like your body is moving freely, of its own accord. It's probably a little similar to how you feel if you spin around when you're drunk. But including the first time I tried it, I've only successfully done it twice. After that, no matter how many times I tried, I couldn't do it again. But. As Mizunome-sama became more popular, the water fountain got busy, so it also became more difficult to try it. Having said that, a lot of kids who played Mizunome-sama ended up going crazy, so the school banned it. For a while, we could no longer use the water fountain, and then once a new one was put in, we couldn't play it anymore. And there were other spells as well, like Mizunome-sama, drink the water, and Mizunome-sama, please show me the way. To add a little something to the end of the story, myself and some of my friends who fell into that strange feeling, we went on to be able to see will-o'-wisps and black shadows and hallucinations and such. But as for any kids who actually saw Mizunome-sama, well, there weren't any. But this spell suddenly became popular during the fourth grade. We don't know who spread it though. Plus, the kids who went crazy? 
Well, we didn't know who they were, and no one saw them at the spot, so uh, perhaps there was another reason for it. At the time, we just thought, "Mm, it is what it is. But now that I think about it, it's really scary. So I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. If there are any other themes or stories you'd like to see in future episodes, you can let me know at kowabana.net slash podcast. And don't forget about this week's question. What scary experience did you have as a child? And if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider leaving a review for it on iTunes. It's super easy, and you can find the link for it at kowabana.net slash podcast. Thanks, guys. And we'll see you again next week for even more Kowabana, true Japanese scary stories from around the internet. Want even more scary stories? Head over to kowabana.net for new translations every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday and Sunday. You can also join our Patreon for exclusive stories you won't find anywhere else. Head over to kowabana.net now.